Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Thomas Green. Thomas is the host of the Thomas Green Podcast, which is a top-rated podcast that releases regular episodes focused on helping high performers improve themselves and entrepreneurs improve their businesses so they become more successful and perhaps hire more people. He's the founder of Ethical Marketing Service, a digital marketing agency, and is the author of at least two books that I'm aware of, including the No Nonsense Google Ads book. Thomas, welcome to the Author Factor podcast. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the invitation and also the contribution you are making to authors and aspiring authors with your show. So big well done to you. Well, thank you very much. And first of all, you had me on your podcast, and it was that during that conversation I realized you're a multi-book author. Uh, you're also calling in from the UK, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And uh, I just thought, you know, it's, it's only fair to have you on this, this podcast to share not only what you do, Thomas, to help others, but uh, also, you know, your book journey, your author journey, what, how you use your book. So let's jump in. And if, if you don't mind, just take a step back, describe your business, who you serve and how you serve them. Sure, no problem. Uh, business is called Ethical Marketing Service, as you said, um, mainly because I took very literal advice from Dan Kennedy on naming your business being something which is exactly what you do. Uh, so it's very clear for people. Uh, it's a digital marketing agency specializing in Google and Facebook ads. Uh, we have an office in the south of the UK. It's kind of like a done-for-you service. And uh, we serve people by getting a better return on advertising than they can get for themselves. And if for some reason that can't be achieved, then we offer a 30-day guarantee. And uh, so it's a bit of risk reversal. And our social cause is that we sponsor a child in a developing nation with food, water, and education um, with every direct account that we bring on. And as a side note, uh, the social cause is what people talk to me sort of almost as much about that than anything. So if you're in business and you haven't added one yet, it's worth some thought. Very good. Thomas, your clients, are they just in the UK? Are they around the world? It's actually something which I didn't think about initially. I thought that everything would be UK based, but it's been all over the place. So predominantly English speaking countries, but you know, we've got, we've got clients in surprising countries. Any particular niches or is it pretty much uh, general? Uh, it's general just simply because we get inquiries with lots of different businesses. So uh, I do understand why you would specialize in a particular area. And I've given a lot of thought about that, but if someone you know, approaches you and wants some help, then tend to help them. And I've been in some really weird industries. So yeah, all over the place. Good. Well, I just want to make sure everyone who is listening understands that you, you can serve them. So whether wherever they are in the world and, you know, at least have a conversation with you. But let's jump in, Thomas. And you've written two books that I'm aware of. Is that it? Is it the two or are there others? Um, two formal books, yeah. Good. All right. Well, congratulations on that. 
So Thank you. let's talk about the, uh, the book, the, the no-nonsense Google ad book, why you wrote it, who it's for. Tell me a little bit about the book itself. I'd like to say that I was really strategic about why I wrote it. <laughs> Good for you. You know, I, I've got this clear vision in mind that I know exactly what to do. I didn't really know why I wrote it. I think in part, I think it was a bit of significance, you know, that you get when you're an author. Maybe I should do that. Um, I like to take action in all lots of different directions at the same time. Um, so there's an element of that. And also the business principle where you offer a, let's say, a premium service. If you also offer a um, sort of a, a less expensive product, it's a way of increasing your revenue just by offering that other thing. So it's a combination of things. I wasn't really that clear, but by doing it, it made me clearer as to why you should have a book. Well, it's also it obviously based on the the, the topic of the book, it, it does lead interested readers to potentially want to do business with you, correct? Yeah, so um, the, the the person it's for is, it, it can be beneficial to anyone who wants to know more about Google Ads, but my customer is a, a business owner, so if it helps them, then there might be some reciprocation there. And if you don't mind, Thomas, I know we talked about it when I was on your podcast. Just quickly describe your other book, because I thought that was pretty interesting too, what you wrote there. So I did some, let's say, business content, I put out some business content and um, that turned into my second book, which was No Nonsense Business Principles. And I also turned that into an audio book. So for those people who, let's say, want to just listen to it, it's freely available online for anyone to listen to. And it is less specific than just talking about Google Ads. So as you're well aware, there's loads of different topics you can talk about with business. But when you're only speaking about Google Ads, it's a very specific thing. So and you can learn a lot more from from just talking business. So um, that was nice to do that for, for the other book. And I want to talk about that just for a moment before we go back to the Google Ads book. But you said you had some content. What do you mean by that? Just because it's an interesting strategy, probably what you did there. So you had some content, blog posts, stuff like that, or what was it? So when um, the COVID instance hit, I decided that I was going to start producing content because we were all locked in our houses and it seemed like a, should we say, a productive thing to do based on the scenario. So every day I would produce something, put it out on the internet. At the time, I didn't even really think about turning it into a book, but I was just producing something valuable on a, on a regular basis. And so after I'd done that for, I think I did it for like a year or something. So I had loads of content and I basically formalized that into what is now basically two books. Wow. So you were that, that dedicated and that focused to kind of to crank out that kind of content that consistently. That is a very nice way of saying it, though. I, I had some instances in the evening where I was like, I was staring at my computer <laughs> like, I do not know what to talk about now. Uh, I had a lot of inspiration as well. So um, yeah. though it wasn't just the, the genius of me, you know, spruing out. It was like, I, t- I put my own take on things, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you take inspiration from everywhere. So, well, I mean, the fact that you also, at least you were, I think you're slightly changing now, but you were producing a podcast episode every day, correct? Yeah. Up until um, recently. Yeah. That, quite I mean, that, recent, that, yeah. That's a lot of work. And that's, that's to be that prolific is, is impressive. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting strategy just for all our listeners. I mean, I describe it in my own short, helpful books, Thomas, that a lot of us have a lot of content we've created over the years. And, a lot of times 
it could be used, you know, with maybe minor edits or maybe no editing in a, a book format. So for anyone who's listening, who's either been writing blog posts or even doing videos, you could always get those transcribed. A lot of us, especially if we're very marketing oriented, have a lot of content and to be able to, you know, take that and use it again now in a book format is a very smart strategy. So you, you have this more general book, business book, and now you have a, you also have a very specific you know, book on Google ads. It'll be interesting to hear you know, if, if, you, if both are equally as valuable in your business. Uh, let me ask you that. As of today, are they, as far as helping you drive new business, you know, attracting quality leads and all that, are they equal, Thomas, or is there a difference? The Google Ads one is, I would say, probably far more beneficial to the business. Mm. The intent with the generalized one is very top of funnel. So perhaps no yeah. one knows about me. They might read a business book and then maybe they learn more. They watch a podcast or something and then they realize I've also done a Google Ads book and that's where it potentially becomes a customer. But as we talked about, you asked me about whether you should go niche specific or whether you should generalize it, there can be some benefits to to being specific about it. And I think this is an example of where, you know, if you have a book specific to what you do, it's more likely to be more beneficial to your business that way. Absolutely. And correct me if I'm wrong here, I've gone through uh, the No Nonsense Google Ads book. And that's, in my, you know, my language, a short book, correct? I mean, are, are they both short books? And shorter books, let's put it that way. I, I followed your, uh, should we say, recommendation without even knowing that you recommended it. So they're about 100 pages. Um, I don't, unless you're really wanting to cover a topic in as much detail as possible, I don't necessarily think it's worth more than that. Mm -hmm. I also think that you can put a lot of value in, in 100 pages. So I, I'm perfectly fine with that length. Absolutely. And again, especially like the Google Ads stuff, it, it it gets technical. It, you can get really buried in the weeds, so to speak. And that is much better suited to a client conversation, a prospect conversation. So I always kind of encourage people, 100 pages, which is roughly 10, 12, 15,000 words, depending on how it's laid out. That's a one-hour conversation. And a one-hour conversation in book format for a lot of business owners can be a very effective way to at least start the relationship. So yeah, uh, so my genius, as you say, uh, you, you followed it, but yeah, it, it wasn't like I reinvented, you know, anything special or invented anything special, but I just really formalized it. And, and I, I, you know, as I was on your podcast, I came to know that you were also a Dan Kennedy student and yeah, the kind of books that we create for our clients, they're direct response books. I mean, they're meant to trigger responses from interested readers. They just so happen to be about a hundred pages. So, well, very good. So let's talk about how you use your books. Let's talk specifically about the, the Google ads book. Can you share some ways you're using it, Thomas, in your business? So the most surprising one for me, which I didn't realize would be a benefit was that um, when I hire people to work in the agency, what I would do is I would sit down with them and I would attempt to share with them the things that I had learned. So some of the stuff that you already know about marketing and also the, the tech stuff that goes along with that. What I didn't know is that I'd made a manual for people to read when they first started that I didn't then have to go and teach every single person that came in. And I don't know how much that would necessarily benefit everyone that's listening, but I do think that if you are in a position where you 
you have to perhaps share with people what you know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's staff, maybe it's not. But in that particular instance, it was really beneficial to the company that I'd done it, and I didn't even know that that would be the case. I've heard that from other authors that we've worked with. You know, obviously ones that have staff. Um, it's it's a way of sort of like when they hire staff, it's part of the onboarding process to read the book and you know get a better understanding from the, the author and how he or she conducts business. So yeah, I've heard that before. It's very cool that that is you know one of the benefits. What about when it comes to using the book to attract new clients? Where how are you using it? I know you're on podcasts and stuff like that, but what, what else are you doing to uh, get that book out there and attract new clients? So um, one nice example that I'll share with you is, um, and I like to use Earl Nightingale as often as I can, and that is a uh, someone I discovered through Dan as well. And he would say that the definition of luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. And in this particular instance, I was prepared in the sense that I had a book And the opportunity was that the place where I work, which is a business center, uh, was basically putting on a business seminar, local business seminar called the Better Business Show or something like that. And for whatever reason, I had the opportunity to put the book in every single bag that is given to every business that shows up. So my business was given to, I want to say hundreds of businesses that attended the event and that would never have happened unless I was, I had written a book and there was no way that I could ever predict that that would happen. And so it, it kind of goes in line with the theme of, of what I would bring to the episode today, which is we never know how something is going to benefit us unless we go ahead and do it. In this particular instance, becoming an author is very much one of those things which I think there will be positive things about it that you don't know in advance. Yeah, I love that because it's so true. And, you know, for most business owners, corporate executives, there's really no downside to, write, downside to writing a book other than the investment of time and energy and money, which, you know, there's different ways of doing it. But there's no downside. And as you said, you have no idea, you know, who it's going to help. And, and then also the duration, the length, like your books will work for you for years. Now, you may or may not update them. I just had a guest on my podcast, one of my most favorite business books, Sam Horn, her book Pop. She hasn't updated it since 2006, and it's still a very important part of her business. It's just an ingredient, it's just one of the pieces, but it's still very important. And so to your point, Thomas, most times you're not going to hear from readers. I mean, you, you'll receive emails or thank you notes, or if you're at an event, they'll thank you and all that. But most of the time, you know, it's hard enough to even get reviews on Amazon, right? So most people aren't going to. But that doesn't mean they're not being helped by it. So it is a very important point. I think, you know, like I said, I don't think there's any downside to investing the time and energy to do a book. Just out of curiosity, are you done it too? Uh, do you have any any uh, goals or uh, aspirations to do a third? I have a rough draft. Do you? As a third one, yeah. I, I don't know. I have priorities, so um, I don't know when that will be. But it's, I don't know, I would say it's about a 6 out of 10 in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is there's something, I know we talked about, you know, the 100 pages and everything, but that there is something that I'm trying to implement in my own life, which is... Um, Another Earl Nightingale quote, I might add, 
people will forget your speed, uh, but they will appreciate your quality. Uh, so they'll they'll forget how quickly you did something, but your quality will be appreciated far longer than that. So I don't want to put it out until it's exactly how I want it to be, basically. So with the two books that you've written so far, Thomas, are there any words of warning that you want to let our listeners know about that was either a mistake you made or a speed bump that you encountered that you know you would just want to warn someone about for the author slash publishing journey? Immediately when um, thinking about this, I was, I was thinking, you know, don't put too much investment into it too early. So like don't end up with hundreds of books if you're self-publishing, for example, that end up having a typo or something. But what I think is more important than that is to think of the book from a midterm uh, perspective. I mean, you meant you touched upon it previously when you said about doing different versions. In this particular conversation, talking about the no-nonsense Google Ads book, there are things in that book already which need to be updated. And if we give it a few years, it will probably be out of date and I'll need to stop selling it because it just won't have the value. Unless you talk about the one chapter I put in, which is about marketing psychology, which is is not all about the tech. Um, I didn't know that when I started to write it. I didn't think... I need to write this book for the next few years. I just put all of my, well, as, as much as my my expertise in there as I could. And if you have that knowledge already, you know, I need to think about this book for the next few years, then you won't put something in. You may not even write the same book based on that principle. So I think it's really, I, I like, I'd like to share that one most of all. And again, excellent insight. I'm actually toying with doing a new book. And it's going to be more in lines like your Google Ads book. It's going to be around a, an online system. And the reason I'm sort of just a little bit of hesitation is I know as soon as that book goes to print, there's going to be things that have to be updated. So thinking about it strategically, I'm thinking, okay, how can we keep the core of the book as fresh and relevant as possible today, next year, et cetera, and somehow drive people online to get place, you know, where they can get updates or whatever. Because as you and I both know, any kind of software system, any kind of online system is going to change in, you know, in a matter of time. And it just screenshots become outdated and all that good stuff. So uh, great I've got point. screenshots as well. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, trust me, I'm sitting here going, okay, how, you know, how do I do this? Well, let me ask you this before I ask this question. From the time that you first decided to write the Google Ads book, how long did it take you? Well, because it was somewhat unorthodox in, in the sense that I didn't set out to write a book. I just realized that I had done it. All I needed to do was organize the content. I think it probably took me about nine months, something like that. But I think I could have done it quicker if I was focused on that outcome of, right, I'm, I'm writing a book now. So if someone's listening to this and they have yet to write their first book, you know, um, what words of encouragement would you give that person? In terms of encouragement, I would I would definitely say that you'll be more, it would benefit you more by doing it than not doing it. I think you should be clear on what you're trying to achieve from it. So what does success look like for you? Because I had I didn't really know what success looked like for me um, and why why I wanted to do it. And I think by by having that clear goal of what it is that you're trying to do with it it will influence the action that you take with it. Mm. 
So for example, if you want to sell a certain number of them, you have to think about how you're going to do that. If you want to get in it in a certain number of hands, for example, at your approach, well, then you need to print a certain amount and realize how you're going to gift them, for example. Um, and I, I do think if someone hasn't written them yet, I'm an advocate of what we've discussed, which is having conversations similar to this one and getting them transcribed and editing them so that it becomes in a book format. And I think the, the minority of people can sit down at a computer and write a book start to finish. I think the majority of people could have someone like friend or family member who they get given questions to ask. So you write some questions out and you say, please, can you ask me these? And then you can answer them and that becomes your book. I think that's a much more, is an easier way to do it for the majority of people, I would say. Yeah, I mean, technology has definitely opened up so many new doors, uh, that being one of them. I'm old school, I need to sit and type. <laughs> so, but I've, you know, even some of the most experienced authors that I know of who've written tons of books are now doing sort of that voice to text, you know, talking out their book. It's, it's, uh, it, it works well for them. So Thomas, as we get ready to wrap up here, you know, I, I rebranded this podcast from the Main Street Author Podcast to the Author Factor Podcast because I really wanted to elaborate on what it means to be a business owner author. Business owner plus author, there's a factor to that. There's, it has a special meaning. In your own words, what does author factor, what does the author factor mean to Thomas Green and his business? I think that uh, there's a, you get a lot of authority from becoming an author which can help your business in all kinds of ways. I think that when you're an author, when you're putting your ideas down into a book format, you have to make them clear for yourself. So it, it sets a higher bar for you also, which improves yourself again. I think that it touches on something which we spoke about previously, which is we don't really know whether it will be beneficial for us, but it very well could be. There's a lot, awful lot of upside. And I think that also being able to create a book, once you've done it, you know how to do it. Being able to create a book on any particular topic that you want, you said yourself that you're considering writing a book on it, on a particular topic, you know how to, so it's no, no longer an obstacle for you anymore. There's, there's lots of beneficial reasons as to why you would do it. And I also think that the first, this is something that we spoke about previously, the, the first thing that first book that you put out isn't necessarily going to be the best one. And I'll, I'll take an analogy for, for successful entrepreneurs. So there is tons of examples of successful entrepreneurs where they tend to have about four or five failures in business, maybe bankruptcies, and then they have a major success after that. And they would never have got that major success unless they had those first few failures. And I think that analogy it works nicely with with books as well. Yeah, I love it. You're 100% right. You know, I, I say it's so important to realize just what you shared. Like so many people don't write a book because they don't think they can write a book or they're not a good enough writer or whatever, smart, you know, whatever it is, right? And, you know, I just don't believe that. I think if you're in business and you're helping people, you can do it. But then also just to realize, I mean, I was chuckling when you said your first book. Now, my first book wasn't too bad, but it was a compilation book. So I didn't write a lot of it. But some of my first shorter books, they're not even out for publication anymore because, you know, whatever. I don't do that anymore or whatever. But, yeah, I look back and I sort of, I chuckle because I did it. 
but I sort of cringed also. I'm like, oh boy, I made a lot of mistakes there. So um, the more you do something, obviously, uh, the more the better you get. And that's the other nice thing about doing short books like that you and I do. It's not this huge investment of time and energy. It's, it is an investment, but it's not a huge one like a 400-page book. So it's a, it's a great first book uh, to consider. So, Thomas, this has been great. I really do appreciate your insights and, and how, you know, all that you're doing. How can listeners learn more about you, your, your agency, your podcast? We didn't talk about that, but you know, share your podcast and then also where they can grab your books. So the, the domain for the books is ethicalmarketingservice.com, and there'll be a tab for books there. In terms of the podcast, it's originally named the Thomas Green Podcast. I didn't think about more than my name for that particular one. I mean, I need to take some tips from you on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, there's there's plenty out there, plenty of content out there, as I alluded to. So there's there's plenty of stuff to find. All right. Well, Thomas, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate your your time today. Mike, thank you for uh, your contribution. I would have been much better off as an author if I'd have found your podcast beforehand. So big thank you to, to everything you're doing. I appreciate that. Have a good day. And you. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.